This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth and give him glory. Come on, open up your mouth and give him praise. Come on, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Come on and bless his holy name. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good and he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, can I just take a praise break right here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. We give you the glory, God. We give you the honor, God. We bless your name, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb of God. God, you've been good to us. You've been better than good. You've been better than good. So for this reason, we said thank you. Anybody got to thank you? Anybody got to thank you? For this reason, we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. While you're yet standing, help me bless our pastors, Bishop Jonathan Shore and Pastor Sabrina Shore. Hallelujah to everyone that is in the house. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's go straight to the word. Amen. Mark 5. Mark 5, we're going to begin at the 21st verse. A little lengthy in reading, but for contextual purposes. Amen. We're going to read this. And I'll be reading from the Message Bible. Amen. And the word of the Lord reads, After Jesus crossed over by boat, a large crowd met him at the seaside. One of the meeting place leaders named Jarius came. When he saw Jesus, he fell to his knees beside himself as he begged, my dear daughter is at death's door. Come and lay hands on her so she will get well and live. Jesus went with him, the whole crowd tagging along, pushing and jostling him. A woman who had suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years, a long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly, taking all her money and leaving her worse off than before, had heard about Jesus. She slipped in from behind him and touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. The moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. She could feel the change and knew her plague was over and done with. At the same moment, Jesus felt energy discharging from him. He turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said, what are you talking about? With this crowd pushing and jostling you, you're asking who touched me? Dozens have touched you. But he went on asking, looking around to see who had done it. The woman, knowing what had happened, knowing she was the one, stepped up in fear and trembling, knelt before him and gave him the whole story. Jesus said to her, daughter, you took a risk of faith, and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed, be healed of your plague. Now, while he was talking, some people came from the leader's house and told him, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Jesus overheard what they were talking about and said to the leader, don't listen to them, just trust me. He permitted no one to go in with him except Peter, James, and John. They entered the leader's house and pushed their way through the gossips looking for a story and neighbors bringing in casseroles. 
Jesus was abrupt. Why all this busybody grief and gossip? The child isn't dead. She's sleeping. Provoked to sarcasm, they told him he didn't know what he was talking about. But when he had sent them out, he took the child's father and mother along with all his companions and entered the child's room. He clasped the girl's hand and said, Talitha kume, which means little girl get up. After that, she was walking around. This girl was 12 years of age. They, of course, were all beside themselves with joy, but he gave them strict orders that no one was to know what had taken place in that room. Then he said, give her something to eat. Father, I thank you, O oh God, for this time. I thank you, O oh God, for this appointed assignment. I ask now in the name of Jesus, God, that I decrease. I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that your anointing, oh God, will take over. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word, God, would reach someone, that it would transform them, that they will have a transformational experience in this place. In the name of Jesus, to someone who is watching via, the, via Zoom, I pray now in the name of Jesus, to someone who is watching via Facebook or YouTube, I ask, oh God, that this word will penetrate even where they are sitting. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Can everyone say amen? Amen. amen. You may be seated. My assignment this morning on this last Sunday of Women's History is to talk to women. So can I talk to some women? There are and have been many famous and well-known women in global and biblical history before Christ and after Christ walked the earth. To many, these women appeared strong, but many were also broken. Women across the globe have accomplished many things and made significant marks in the world, but just like many of us have lived lives that were secret of defeat and despair. To the ladies, young and older, who are under the sound of my voice, we continue to be part of the world's history, but the real question is, how are we living it? Are we women walking in and on purpose, or are we dead women walking? The exterior looks good, but the soul is void. The outer temple is polished, but the mind is warped. We speak eloquently and use re relevant verbiage, but the content of what we're saying is really shadow. We're educated and skilled making our own coins, but don't really know our own self-worth. As this Women's Weekend's theme beautifully states, loving the God in me, my question is, how can I love the God in me if I don't even know me? My other question is, how can I love the God in me if I truly don't love me? How can I love the God in me when I really don't know the God in me? We're just talking this morning. I believe the Father today wants to get into that space of a young lady's heart. A heart that remains wounded and left untreated, remaining prone to continued unhealing. I believe that Jehovah wants to speak directly to that baby boomer who is now having that emptiness syndrome with feelings of abandonment. I believe Father wants to minister to the 60-something-year-old who is facing a quickly approaching retirement, who now has that anxious question of what's next, and to the 70-year-old and older. I didn't forget about you, who is experiencing a season of what's my purpose now. Don't worry, I believe that the Lord has something to say to you. Ladies, God desires for you and I to see him and receive him today as father. Abba Father wants to have a conversation with his daughters on this morning. So feel free to talk back to him when he steps on your toes. Feel free to talk back to him when he hits a place in your soul that has been guarded. Be free to respond to his prodding as he digs into areas of your heart that is cold and lifeless. Sisters, yield in surrender to God's conviction with the yes as he offers hope healing and restoration are you ready this morning is that you on today it doesn't matter if you are in here 
in the physical sanctuary or viewing virtually or perhaps you're catching the replay, God has something to say to you. In fact, he intimately and lovingly summoned us ladies on this appointed Sunday. Men, you could glean in as well. He has summoned us to his holy living room. So so, so get comfortable. Uh-huh. Get comfortable and relax in his holy living room. Father is saying, come on in. He says, draw close. Draw close with all of your body, all of your soul, and all of your spirit. Father is saying on today, there is yet another work that I need to do. Father says, today, I'm giving you a special name. I'm calling you daddy's girl. Forget about your title, forget about your position, forget about your role, just see yourself as daddy's girl. So here Abba, as he speaks his heart, Abba is after something. He's come for every place of dormancy today. He wants the residue of hopelessness and despair eradicated once and for all from our mindset. He's come after the very stench of death that your last issue has left because it wasn't totally cleaned out of your life. There are still parts of it that remained that has now begun to decay. What is decaying in your life? Father, this morning will be intentional about raising us up and out from the dead things. Those crippling issues that seem to remain among us. But what do you mean, Pastor Moore? I've given that up. I've killed that craving. I've put that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said that time and time again. Okay, and if that is true, then why is the carcass uh, uh -huh, still lingering around? Why is this still a smell of what we've said we've given up still in the atmosphere. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Just say ouch. And if it matters to you, this word came after me first like a raging bull. As our scripture text in Mark shows, Jesus took Jairus' daughter by the hand and said, Talitha kume, which translates from Aramaic to English as little girl, get up. So daddy on this morning speaks to all of his girls, both young and old, seated in his holy living room from this simple topic, get up and live. Get up and live. It's time, sis. Can I call you sis? It's time. In fact, it's past time. Get up and live. Will you tap somebody next to you and say, get up and live? Uh-huh, daddy is talking to you. He's talking to you, he's talking to you, and he's talking to you. We were told last Sunday, Sister Dom, to live on the level we speak. So, so prophesy over yourself one more time and say, I'm getting up from here. Today, Abba wants you to take his extended hand. His hand is being extended to you. And say, this time you won't refuse it. Why? Because I need him to raise me up. I've tried getting up on my own so many times before, but found myself back in the midst of decay. I've, I've, I've got to get up from here. I've been here too long. It's time for me to arise and live. Is that anyone else's testimony? To every girl, to every female, to every woman, to the millennial, to the Gen X baby boomer, and yes, even the seniors. It's time to get up from there and live. The songwriter pens it this way. The songwriter says, I have a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. The message unto you I'll give. Tis recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. Look and live. My sister live. Look to Jesus now and live. Tis recorded in his word. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. So Abba, he calls you daughter. He's extending his hand and he's saying, get up and live. This is a charge today. This is a charge from the Lord. This is a charge from God. Uh-huh. The giver of life has entered and the life has come. I want to ask, does anyone feel it? Does anyone see it? Just as Jarius declared in John chapter 11, verse 25 to Martha, right before he raised her brother Lazarus from the dead, Abba is also saying to everyone under the sound of my voice today, male and female. He's saying I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, uh-huh, you gotta believe, sis. Though he were dead, yet shall she live. Today I've come to charge your faith to believe again. I come to prophesy the word into your life. Somebody shall live. Just as Jairus had to have faith to believe that Jesus would and could heal his dying daughter, you and I must also believe in order to get up. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. This woman suffered hemorrhaging for 12 long years. She had unrelenting faith to fight through a crowd of people to get to her healer. She said, this time, nothing is stopping me. Note this, Jesus reached his hand to the dying girl, but this woman stepped out in faith and declared, Jesus, I'm going to give you my hand first. Sometimes our faith is demonstrated in our waiting, then other times our faith must be evident in our actions. For the word of God says, faith without works is dead. What woman in here today uh -huh, is also fighting the crowd in your life just to get to the healer, just to get to the master, just to get to the one who could raise you up? You see, this woman had tried everything and everything she tried failed. Has anyone ever been in a seemingly hopeless situation like this woman? Nothing you've done is working. God, I don't have the energy to do anything else. I'm depleted of strength. I've lost my zeal. I've run out of options. Who am I talking to? Lord, in Bishop's word, I'm tired. I'm tired of being tired and I'm sick of being sick. Something has to give. Something has to break. The situation I'm in, it feels like I'm dying. I could imagine her saying, Jesus, I'm desperate. As she, as, she, as she reaches her hand, as she's on her hands and knees, and as she's crawling with the very little bit of strength that she has left, and she's crawling on her hands and knees through the crowd, I could imagine her saying, I'm not going to wait for you to come to me, Lord. So I'm going to go to you. I'm going to seek after you. Brothers and sisters, can you see her? Can you see her crawling through the crowd? Do you hear her? Is her you? Am I her? Her. Yet this dying woman was able, was able to muster up enough strength to utter these words. But if I could touch the hem of his garment, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I can identify with this woman on today. Father, I don't need, I don't need much. I just need a touch. One touch is all I need. One touch is all I need. One touch will heal me. One touch will deliver me. One touch will bring me out. One touch will transform me. One touch will change my mind. One touch will bring me into a place of, of healing and prosperity. One touch. Is it you that have just enough faith to press through the crowd in your life, to rule out the noise of the naysayers, just to reach out and touch Jesus for healing, breakthrough, and deliverance? Although there are some dead issues currently, Father says, just believe and you will live. So get up, sister. Get up, brother, and live. It's time for you to get up from there. This is what he told me. He said, get up and 
live. Not just give up, but get up and live. The life giver himself comes today with the mission. He's on assignment to resuscitate some woman back to life. He's extending his hand, waiting for you to take it. You see, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. The resurrection of life himself is here to breathe life into you. Who is it? Who is that woman that's having trouble breathing? Who is that woman that's feeling like they're suffocating? Allow me to stand just as a spiritual midwife and speak this over you. Breathe, girl. Breathe, Breathe girl. Breathe, man. I prophesy because I can. You shall live. I prophesy over your life. You shall live. You shall live. You shall not die, but you will declare the works of the Lord. Get up from there and live. Our scripture text doesn't pass along this 12-year-old girl's name or much about her. In fact, we know, um, we don't even know what caused her illness. We don't even know what took her life. We don't even know what happened to her. But despite that, the story of Jairus' daughter gives us a hopeful look at God's unconditional love and how much he cares for us even when all we see is a dead situation. The beginning of Mark chapter 5 opens with Jesus ministering to the possessed man living among the tubes. He casts out his demons into a herd of pigs. Then the man is delivered and is set free. We then find the stage set with a new set of characters. A man named Jairus who was one of the synagogue leaders. He comes to seek Jesus. He falls at his feet back at his feet. <laughs> he falls at his feet and begs for him to come with him to heal his daughter. Jesus agrees. Yet while on the way to Jairus' house to heal his daughter, Jesus takes on another preaching assignment. You see, he didn't inform his admin or his adjutants while, and while, and while the other church that was on the calendar is assembled and waiting, anticipating his arrival, he stops to heal a woman that reached out from the crowd and touched him. So in the time that Jesus accepts his engagement to minister at Jairus' house and his impromptu marketplace street revival, while on his way to heal the little girl, the Bible tells us that Jairus' daughter dies. She dies, y'all. But here's what I found amazing, Bishop. The same year the woman began her physical suffering, a baby girl was born. The same year the woman began bleeding, another woman's cycle had ceased. At the point of death in one woman, life entered another. A nameless woman who suffered uncontrollable bleeding for 12 years was healed at the same time death overcame an unnamed girl who was 12 years old. What we're seeing is that death and life is occurring simultaneously. Twelve, 12 years of bleeding, 12 years in age. The number of 12 I found is considered a perfect number. 12 also symbolizes a perfect governmental foundation. 12 also represents God's power and authority. Mark in just a few verses of scripture graces us to see God's perfect power and perfect authority reinforce his governmental foundation in identifying him as the resurrection of life in a dead situation. At, the same, at that moment when it seemed like all was lost, Abba reveals that he has all authority and can help and can step in a dead situation and command it to live. Whose life does the Father need to step in today? His hand is extended. Just receive it, get up, and live. As we read Mark, one could help but see a period. The girl is dead. The last breath had been exhaled. Life had abandoned the little girl's earthly temple. 
Those that knew Jairus' daughter had gathered in mourning. To all around her, her story had ended. All they knew is that this young girl was gone. Nothing could bring her back. Is it possible? Is it possible that sometimes God permits things in our life to die? Maybe he allows things to dry up, to wither away, so that when he steps into that dry place as the resurrection and life, there will be no denying that it was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. You see, when pain invades our lives and it feels like the bottom has fallen out, it can become easy to lay down and play dead. Been there, done that, and could write a book about it. But sis, playing dead is no longer an option. You've played amongst the tombstones too long. You've been wandering in those morning clothes that are now become shreds too long. I can talk like this because I've had this conversation with myself. Woman, woman, stop walking through life just existing without aim, reason, or purpose. Today, Abba says, get up, get out, and live. Take the hand of Jesus that he is extending to you. He isn't just the God that calms the waters. He's the God that walks on them. He isn't just the God that searches out the unwanted. He goes to the tomb where they are. He isn't just the God that searches out. He isn't just the God that stepped through the fabric of eternity just to rescue you. He is the God that laid down his life to bridge the gap that you and I can never. He is the God who spoke time into existence. He is the God who holds you firmly in his grasp. He is the God with a plan for your life. Death is but a word to God. Can I prove it? Can I prove it? Romans says in chapter 8, nothing can separate me from him. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, not nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Since your current situation is nothing for God. My issues are nothing to him. There's nothing that is impossible for him. Jesus calls out the dead little girl and tells her to get up, and she did. You see, death had to obey. Is it possible that he's been calling? Is it possible that he's been calling you? Is it possible that he's been saying, get up? Is it possible that he's been calling, but our lack of faith has been preventing us from arising? You see, impossibility and God does not coexist, elder. Can I prove it again? Matthew 19 says, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Luke 1 and 37 says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. If Jesus stopped in the middle of what he was doing to heal a random woman desperate for healing, if Jesus with his hand and his word raised a little girl from a bed of death, surely... He can get you out of your situation. Surely he can. Surely he can rescue me out of mine. Surely he can. Uh As Jesus told Jarius, just believe. I say to you today, just believe. My sister, it's never too late. It's never too late for God to step in. It can look like it's too late for everyone else, like the folk mourning outside of Jairus' house, but God is always on time. He may not come when they want him, but he is always on time. Your age doesn't matter. He did it for a 12-year-old girl. Your circumstance doesn't matter. He healed the woman that was sick for 12 years. Time and place don't even matter. He will interrupt his plans just to stop and identify with your touch. 
on this Women's Sunday. Sisters and brothers, I need you to be assured of this. God has power over life and death. God cares for you and the things that weighs on your heart. God can restore what has been lost, what has been broken, what has died in you. God is never too busy to care about you, sis. He is never too busy to stop by. And he's never too busy to heed to your cry. He is God and wants to meet each and every one of us where we are. Are there dead places in your life? What do you need to get up from? What are you holding on to that is stinking? What are you still carrying that needs to be buried? Are you stuck in a dead situation, feeling like there are no options left? He's come for you. He sees the pain. He knows the brokenness. It may have seemed like he would never come. It may have appeared like your resurrection day has been delayed. Girl, can I call you girl? Daddy has come to meet you where you are, just like Jarius' daughter in the Bible. So as he extends his hand today, take it. Don't refuse it this time. I need you to get up and live, sis. You see, delayed is not denied. Jehovah God himself spoke the very concept of time into existence. He has not forgotten about you. You are always on his mind. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. They are not to harm you, brother. I didn't forget about you. They are thoughts of good and not evil. They are to bring us into an expected end. He always has a plan, and he will never abandon you. Sometimes we have to walk through the dead places to be reminded that he can step right in there with us. Even when all around us looks like a grave site, empty of life, void, dead, skeletons, dry bones, God will remind us that we have power and authority to prophesy to the dead thing. Can I put a word on it? Ezekiel come. Chapter 37 pens it like this. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit on the Lord's day and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. What has dried up in you, sis? And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord, thou knowest. Again, he said to me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, Oh ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I need a sister and I need a brother just to say in the atmosphere, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. Somebody shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Somebody shout, I shall live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, do you hear this, believers? As I prophesied, there was a noise. Your getting up season occurs as you prophesy a sound announces your healing a sound precedes your rising and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy to the wind and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, 
Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Sis, life and death are in the power of your tongue. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet. And ye shall know that I am God, verse 13, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up and out of your graves, and I shall put my spirit in you, ye shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Today, I prophesy. Today, I prophesy. You shall live. Why? Because the word of God said the Lord has spoken it and the Lord has performed it. So get up and live, my sister. Get up and live, my brother. Believe it. God is jealous for you. You see, he will either step in the dead place and say, take my hand and get up. Or he will instruct us to prophesy to our own dead situation and command ourselves to come up out of the grave and live. Get up from there. Somebody might, might be asking, well, what is there? What, what, what's there? What is there? Where is there? There can be any place that there can be anything, that there can be any person that has caused one to die physically, emotionally, and spiritually. What is there? What is there? That state of there can be trauma. That state of there might be loss. That place of there can be abuse. That place of there can be sickness and disease. God is saying, get up from there. That place of there can be rape. That place of there can be molestation. That place of there can be rejection. God is saying, get up from there. That place of there can be unforgiveness. That place of there might be offenses. That place of there might be bitterness and anger and anguish. But today, God is saying, get up from there. Whatever and whoever, girl, get up from there. Get up from insomnia and sleepiness. I, I, I know. Get up from there. The Bible says, when thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Get up from there. Get up from lack of energy. God needs you, sis, but he needs you fully functional. We can no longer operate in slumber. Uh-huh, I know God talked to me. He beat me up with this word. Uh, come on, Bible, can I prove it? Uh, the Bible says, wake up, wake up. Put on your strength, Zion. Put on your beautiful garment. Zion, God is saying, get up. Get up from hopelessness. Get up from sadness. Get up from depression. Today, I declare the word. Uh-huh, come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Get up, sis. Get up from anxiety. It could no longer consume you. It can no longer stifle you. Bible, come here. Can I put word on it? The Bible says, peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives you, do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So get up and live, honey. Get up from rejection. Girl, you are not who rejected you. Sis, you are not what rejected you. Uh-huh. I renounce the spirit of rejection. I renounce the spirit of rejection. So every woman that is listening, to every girl that is under the sound of my voice, I prophesy the word. Can I prophesy in this place? 
Isaiah says it like this. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the girl she has born? Though she may forget, God says, I will not forget. Get up from there. Get up, get up, get up. Get up from the guilt. Get up from the shame. You are not your rape. Who am I talking to? You are not your abuse. You are not your molestation. Get up from that place. Yes, the abortion happened. Let me go there. Yes, the abortion happened. But God says you can get up from that too. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too hard for God. If you confess it, God says I can forgive it. If you renounce it, God said I can restore you. Since I need you to get up. Hear the word of the Lord. I prophesy and I declare this in the house. Get up and live. Get up and live. Get up and live. Get from get up from the place of torment. Get up from the place of, of rejection. Get up from the place of sickness. Get up from the place of, of self-intimidation. Get up from there. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's past time. It's been time. It's past time. It's been time. Today, God says, get up and live. I feel like prophesying. Can I prophesy in here? Come here, word. The Bible says, and Isaiah 40, but those things, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their faith. Can I prophesy life in this place? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Live, girl. Lean on your another sister and say, live, girl. Come on, pull on a sister and say, live, girl. I'ma prophesy some more. Isaiah 41 says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Live, sister. Live, sister. I feel like prophesying some more. Come on, John. John 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life. I've come since that you might have life. God says, I've come that you may have life and have life more abundant. The Bible says in John, he says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Hallelujah. Let me prophesy one more time. John, he says in the word, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except through the Father. Come on, crown. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Come on, I need you to take a, a step of faith and everyone just stand. The word of God says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. You make the choice. You make the choice. You make the choice. Daddy says, get up and live. Get up and live. He's come with assistance. He's not just telling you to do it, but he's given you his hand. 
He's giving you his hand. He's giving you his hand. He's giving you his hand. Daddy's girl. Where are you? Where are daddy's girls in this house? Oh, envision the father. Envision daddy with his hands extended to you. To you, little girl. I know you're 63 years old, but God is speaking to the little girl in you. Uh huh. I know you're 20-something, you think you're grown, but God is speaking to the little girl in you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh I know you have acquired all of these things. You've got degrees, you're making six-figure income. Uh-huh, but God is speaking to the little girl in you. Oh, he's saying, get up. He's saying, get up. He's saying, arise. It's time. You've been holding on to that for too long. That place of there. That place you've been there. And only you know what your there is. You've been there too long. You've been there too long. You've been there under Sekora Bashata too long. And today he says, get up. Get up, get up. He says, get up. He says, get up. Come on, I need you to take the next few moments and I want you to think about your place of there. Think about that place of there. Think about your place of there. Come on. What is it? Where is it? Where is it? What is it? Is it when you were 13? Is it when you were 12? Is it when is it is it when you got married? Oh my God. What is your place of there? Where is that place of there? Where is it, sis? God is saying, get up from there. What is it? What is it? Come on, that, 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 that feeling that you're feeling, that's the Lord pulling. And that's the Lord digging. Uh-huh. That's the Lord digging. That's the Lord digging. That's the Lord digging. That's the Lord digging. Let him dig. Oh, yes, Lord. Let him dig, let him dig. 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 Let him go there. The place of rejection. Your family rejected you. Oh, God. Go there. Let him go. Let him get there. It's time. You've been covering up for too long. You've been hiding that place for too long. Oh, my God. God says that I've come. I've come. I've come today. I've come that you may have life. I've come so that you can get up. 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 Under the Just as a point of contact. Under Sokora Bashatarabahaya. Perhaps there is one in here or even someone that may still be viewing and watching that want to get up and get out. They want to live. But it's just something that keeps preventing them or keeps preventing you from doing so. Could it be that you don't know the resurrection and you don't know who the life giver is? He is the only one that can truly get you up, get you out, and breathe life into you. But you can have it. You can have what I have. 
you can have what these women who were rejoicing in the sanctuary all it takes is you believing that Jesus is Lord all it takes is you believing that he died on the cross for your sins all it takes is believing <laughs> that he got up from the grave that's how he's able to have all power in his hand because he got up first so all it takes is you believing and then confessing that means saying with your mouth that you believe i offer jesus to you maybe you're in the house maybe you're in the physical building i don't know i'm not going to take it for granted that everyone in here knows jesus If you're viewing digitally, I offer Jesus to you. He's the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I don't want to be stingy with this wonderful gift. So if you want the giver of life, all you have to do is repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of them. Come into my life. Clean me up. Wash me in your blood. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's it. If you did that, then you are saved. If you said that, then you are saved. Is there anyone in here that said that for the first time? Perhaps you are viewing digitally and you said those words for the first time. You are saved. You are saved. Welcome to the body of Christ. Can we clap for them? I know they can't hear us, but heaven does. And we want you to take it a step further. We want you to get your phone out because we want to stay in contact with you. We want to share some good nuggets about your new walk in Jesus. So we want you to get out your phone and we want you to text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 40 691. Text the word saved to 40691. And you'll get an automatic response from the ministry. And we ask that you would fill out the form completely. Don't forget to put your name because someone will be calling you or reaching out to you and we want to know who we're talking to. So please fill that form out clearly. Again, congratulations to the body of Christ. Come on, one more time. Thank you so much for I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.